0: Welcome to Him For Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus
1: Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it
2: is. Your host, Shug Burry. Hey friends, I'm over here rocking in my chair because I am so excited about Today. We have the infamous, the infamous Crystal Hill Hover with us here today. I'm so thankful she's our guest, but we're going to get to her in just a minute. Reagan Kramer, thank you so much for joining us. She's my co-host today. Say hello.
1: Hello, Shug. Hello, everybody out there. It's a privilege to be here, and I'm so pumped about what God's going to do through this show.
2: My name is Shugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics, And the hot topic is just sizzling today. If you want to find out more about him, for her, it's HIM4, a numeral 4, H-E-R, her.org. Go to our website. Check out all the five initiatives we have. One of them is radio, but the other is speaking, prison ministry, prison mentoring, and housing for women leaving prison. And I don't talk enough about prison. I know we've had a lot of great guests in here. We talk about their books. We talk about their stories. But today, ladies, I want you to hang in there because you're going to hear what it's like inside of prison. This is for every woman of every age. So I want you to be glued to your uh, uh, your headphones and listen to what God has in store for you. You know, ladies, have you ever felt like you will never amount to anything I want you to listen uh, to a story of a woman was who was at her rock bottom. And I have titled this, because I've been following her for a long time, I have titled this, From Felon to Unstoppable Force for Good. Mm-hmm. Unstoppable, Crystal Hover. Mm-hmm. And uh, hang on, ladies, because this story is going to blow your mind. Now, I first met Crystal Hover inside of Shakopee Prison. I would preach on Saturday nights. I would see her come into our services. She reminded me I prayed over her baby uh, that she was pregnant with at one point. Um, And we'll get to that a little bit in the story. But I remember seeing her the second time she came back to prison in what's called boot camp. And we're going to go into detail what boot camp is. And I was preaching in there and I remember seeing her face. She was completely shaved her head. She's sitting there with these big old beautiful puppy eyes that she has just soaking in everything Jesus had to say out of his word. And so I just can't wait to get to this interview quick enough. Ladies, hang on, because this is a story of victory in Christ. Doesn't matter where you are in life. You didn't have to be incarcerated to get this story. But we're going to hear all about it. Crystal, thank you so much for coming on our show.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: (laughs) I'm so glad that you're here. So happy you're here. Crystal, your story is just
1: incredible. It's a story about redemption and you've just prevailed and persevered in so many ways. Mm -hmm. But we want to start in the beginning, just a little bit for a few minutes, just tell us a little bit about how you grew up and where you're from. Okay. Um,
0: How I grew up. (laughs) Um, I come from a very broken home. Uh, My, my dad was an alcoholic. Uh, My mom was a drug user I lost my dad when I was fifteen um, to alcohol mm-hmm. um, I stopped living with my mom shortly after that uh, for I guess maybe from yeah fifteen years old, I stopped living with my mom. I lived with different families. I would go to a you know a, a new school and find a friend there and and their family would take me into their home. Mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many second moms i have you know <laughs> um that was my family and it, w- it was it was me and it was my brother who i just recently lost to an overdose i'm mm, sorry mm-hmm. i did not know i didn't know a life without drugs mm. i didn't know what people were like without drugs <laughs> i started using when i was 12 or 13 years old and when I was 15 is when it got really bad, wow. when my dad died.
2: How did you first get introduced to drugs?
0: Uh, running with the wrong crowd. Yeah. Yep. You
2: said that you had moved how many times? I don't know how many, at least, um, well, before what age? <laughs> yeah, yeah, before 15, before you, you took off out of home. I think mm. you said, um, as I read your biography, that it had been um, five times in at, seven years. At least. Wow. At least. Yeah.
0: Yep at least that that's minimizing it i believe
2: yeah and yeah. then um you somehow got turned onto drugs and did you just jump right into the hard stuff right away or what was the story there
0: pretty much um i it wasn't just drugs i i dove into uh, bulimia too as soon as my dad like like shortly after that and i didn't realize that until you know i i got sober and and did a lot of a lot of work that it was that was the time in my life when i took the downward spiral. Mm-hmm. That's what did it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I started doing acid, lots of acid,
2: when I was like 15 years old. Man, that's and, something. And where do you find it at that age? Are you in school, on the streets? Uh, Bad friends, yeah. you know.
0: But, I don't know, I think it was, instead of having to find it, I started selling it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time, I was even selling drugs to my mom Mm -hmm. and her friends. They were like my biggest clientele. Really? Yeah.
2: Did your your mom didn't introduce you to drugs then? Was she doing drugs in the home before you started?
0: I remember the first time finding a a compact mirror. (laughs) Uh, in my mom's bedroom or well the closet right outside of the bedroom a compact mirror and when i opened it it wasn't makeup there was powder on it you know Mm -hmm. and i don't know how old i was at that time but i i remember it Mm -hmm. um i yeah she didn't she didn't introduce him to me in a way of here let's get high together but Mm -hmm. i knew that you know Mm -hmm. There was something going on. Yeah. And then
2: your dad died from alcoholism.
0: He did. At
2: 35.
0: And I do want to just go back to my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom and I have done drugs together, a lot of drugs together, uh, for many's of years. And at one point, I think that our relationship that we had was only because of drugs, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it
2: does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> which is not uncommon. You know, I can be in prison now, ladies, those of you that are listening him for her ministries. I've been in prison ministry for over 20 years and it's not uncommon to be, you know, one, on one mother's day, I said, how many um, of you are having a tough time during mother's day? And this one gal raised her hand and she says, I'm so glad I'm in prison with my mother. Yes. And I said, well, hang on, uh, let's think about this a minute. That's not really a blessing. But it's very generational. It's very mm-hmm. common for um, parents to be using or the kids first get introduced to it from their parents. And then they, uh, alcohol too as well. And then they end up partying with their parents um, and that becomes a bond that they have together. That's what their union and their friendship is as well. And we're going to talk about your mom uh, a little bit later mm-hmm. um, and you know as that story progresses. But So you and your mom were using then what happened in your life.
0: Um, well, I'm trying to think what age we should start at because I bounced back and forth, you know, after I had moved away, I lived in Minnesota. My mom was in Ohio. I was in Minnesota mm-hmm. at the time my dad died. So a- after that happened, I was back and forth from Ohio, Minnesota. And then when I was, after I dropped out of school at 16, I was in Ohio for a little bit, came back to Minnesota. Then I went to South
1: Carolina. Mm-hmm. I've just been everywhere. Yeah. Um, and that was, was that because you were just bouncing back and forth between?
0: It was. Uh, but I can remember, you know, at, when I was 19 years old, like I was doing, or we'll say maybe 17, 17 to 19. I got a job at a Papa John's in Ohio and I started out as an in-store worker there and was promoted to assistant manager when I was 18. At that time, I was, you know, working and doing doing real you know, making good money, but I was also paying my mom's rent. Mm-hmm. I had to drop out of school and I was selling cocaine on top of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, after I got caught with over I'm trying to think if it was four it was four ounces of weed there. I got kicked I, I got fired.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the state of Ohio said to me in court that they would drop the charges if I agreed to leave the state for two years. And so that's what I did. I went to Minnesota. Mm. Um, the supervisor, my supervisor at Papa John's, put a call in to Bloomington Papa John's and had me transferred. So I went from oh, that there. Was good, yeah, it was super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was different because this time I was the the general manager. So I moved here. Mm-hmm. I started, got my own place in Bloomington. I was the general manager at the West Bloomington Papa John's at the time. I was selling large amounts of methamphetamine at the time. Wow. And I also was super sick in my eating disorder and got down to 70-some pounds. Wow. Shortly after all of this, I I went into the hospital.
1: And then you're in the hospital with an eating disorder. Yeah. Really sick. In Minnesota. Yeah. And then how did you overcome that, get out of the hospital, and eventually end up in prison where you met Shug?
0: So I really didn't overcome it. I did for a little bit, and then I went back to eating disorder um, treatment. Actually, three times before mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you get arrested? I was arrested
2: the first time. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I've been arrested probably 30 times. But wow. as far as why did I go to prison? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first... Now,
2: just hang on a second. So for the listeners, there's a difference between jail and prison. Jail is where you go to when you first get arrested, waiting for your court hearing. They might give you jail time. But sometimes if it's over like a year and a day, they'll send you to prison for the principle of it. Or if it's a more severe crime or the judge is like, enough is enough. I've seen you too many times. You're going to prison. So that might help people understand the difference between going to jail 30 times and then going to prison twice in total. Right. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. I've been arrested a lot of times. I've been in jail a lot. Prison I've been to twice. The first time I went was over a fifth degree. I, I had been arrested with a wanted fugitive in in scott county i had my methadone prescription methadone on me with a gram of weed and i had a a empty syringe also Mm. the judge was actually super nice about it he gave me a chance to just be on probation but i couldn't comply i ended up getting caught in a high-speed chase up north yeah he gave me another chance after that and then I couldn't comply because I I wouldn't take drug tests so finally they put a body only warrant out for me and what does that mean
2: body only
0: so it wasn't a charge like I wasn't being arrested for a charge like I they see my face I'm going I've already have a charge Mm -hmm. they're taking me and I'm going to Scott County
2: okay so you get to Scott County jail and then you see the judge. Is that correct? And then he sentences you to prison. Yes. Okay. What was prison like?
0: Um. Do you you don't want me to talk about the arrest? Sure. How it happened? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. okay so, um, whatever you're comfortable with. Sure. I how I got caught on a body only warrant was my best friend at the time. She actually called them and told them where I was at. Mm-hmm. So. When there's a body-only warrant, if they know that you're in that house, they can come in no matter what. So she was worried that I was going to kill the baby inside of me or myself. And so she – I didn't know this until, you know, a year later that she's the one that did it. But she called the police, and this is a way God, I know, was in my life Mm -hmm. because they came there. And I had three pounds of methamphetamine in the basement. I had – numerous other drugs and a little over 20 grand cash and they just came there and I was there by myself they came in and they knew I was pregnant because whoever you know they had mm-hmm. told her and they asked if there's anything that I they needed to know about in the house of course I told them no and they took my word for it and they literally just arrested me so
2: they didn't find out they about didn't search the, the
0: house they just came there and got me oh
2: god's hand a blessing yeah.
0: right mm-hmm. so um yes go there, go to Scott County and judge is like, you know, we've had it. You got a year and a day mm-hmm. on a fifth degree. So,
2: mm-hmm. so now you're in Shakopee prison. Tell our listeners what Shakopee prison is like on the inside. The first time. Well,
0: both for times mm-hmm. for me, um, I was, I was very scared. I, which is really hard to admit, but I was really scared. I was, I was pregnant. I didn't know even, I didn't, never had a kid before and here I am going to to prison for this first time not knowing that and not knowing even what having a kid is when I got there I did not feel welcomed and it was like kind of like sorority-ish you know yeah. like you could tell that there's like these little clans of people or, or little groups and it's almost like where am I gonna fit in yeah mm-hmm. you know uh, I I didn't Worry about that because I, I had a kid, I had a baby in me. But and
1: Crystal, how old were you when you went in the first 32. time? Thirty-two. Thirty-two and pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yes.
0: Um, I I met a lady named Amy Sensor when I was in there when I was pregnant, and if it wasn't for her, mm. along with um, I'm gonna say another name, Andrea Gunderson, I would have never got through got
2: through my stay.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Amy is a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's just a good person. And I, I'm just so thankful that somebody came alongside you inside a prison and walked with you, especially when you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, and you're in that situation, you know, and, and the fear that comes with that. So you delivered your baby while you were incarcerated. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Can we backtrack it? the first time you met Shug? You were pregnant.
1: It was yes in prison yeah at a church service yes okay
0: and they asked for uh, at the end it wasn't just Shug there I remember there being other women maybe a praise team or worship team and mm-hmm. um, at the end they'd ask if you know if you wanted prayed for you'd come up afterwards and I remember I remember doing that and it was Shug that prayed prayed on me and prayed for my baby and I remember her looking at me in my eyes <laughs> and I just remember her eyes and the way she looked at me and after we we you know I went back to my bunk or my cell or whatever you want to call it um i remember thinking that i was questioning i'm like does she really mean that is there really something in me that she sees you know like is that is that really god because you know you go through this session you know nothing about god but then when you leave church you're just like you start questioning well is that really like was that god talking to me you know (laughs) but um i yeah i I just remember that do you remember what i said to you um no i no you got to say it again. Well, it was along the lines of... I, I can... I... You're going to do big... You're going to do something good or you're something... No, you're something special. Yes.
2: Aww. I yeah. felt that way when I looked at you. I said, you are something special. And then I prayed over your baby. Yeah. Yeah. That was just a blessing. That just a blessing. So a blessing. It's a blessing to me. And and friends, you know, really women in prison, I just got to tell you, are no different than you and I. We're all one step away from prison uh, one bad decision away from prison. So I want you to keep that in mind when we're thinking about women. I don't want we to be judging and say, Oh my gosh, she's been in prison. She's done drugs. I haven't, I got to tell you, no sin is worse than the other. We're all sinners together. Mm -hmm. So we need to unify together and help each other out as much as possible. But now don't get me wrong. I'm all about, you do the crime, you do your time, but listen, there's no better place for a second chance and a new beginning than when they leave prison. So, okay. So continue on with your story. Um, what happened when you were ready to deliver?
0: Oh my goodness, it was so. I actually was a week overdue, so they they um, had me go there to induce my labor, mm-hmm. and when they did that, I couldn't dilate past six. So they, you know, had to do an emergency C-section. Mm-hmm. This whole time, mind you, I was shackled my feet. Were shackled to the bed, right? Um, Until they took me and when they had to do the cutting, I wasn't shackled as they were cutting. But as soon as he was out of me, I was shackled right away. And you were in a
2: hospital at the time.
0: Oh yes, Mm -hmm. and you know, um, he the whole time that I had with him, I was shackled to the bed. You know, luckily on the fourth of July night that we were there, the CEO or the CO that was there with me was very special and sweet and she let me hold my baby without Mm -hmm. you know having a shackle or handcuffs my foot handcuffed um you know that was hard it was what was harder was leaving the hospital you know no not having my kid with me (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. it was i can't imagine as a mother how difficult that would have been i was
0: fortunate though because my mom had drove up from ohio to get to be with him so Mm. she was able to take him leave the hospital before I actually even left to go back to Shakopee Mm -hmm. it was still hard because my mom wasn't a healthy person and you know I like I just prayed that he that he was in good hands and that he'd be loved and it was the best I could do Mm -hmm. and you
2: you know what I do remember I remember you coming back to church mm -hmm. after you delivered your baby And several of us prayed over you. Mm. I don't know if you remember that or not. I remember exactly. We were were back by the treadmills Mm -hmm. and, you know, we had a moment to get to pray for you because you were weeping. Uh, Really, it was just such a a touching moment for a mother um, and and just to give you that comfort. But now I want to just take a break for a second and think about this. Um, Now you're suffering. This was the worst. I believe you said several days because you felt you could hear your baby crying, even though you knew he was safe with your mom. (laughs) and um but how did God speak to you during that time mm-hmm. so
0: uh, when I was like after I got back to or was back in Shakopee mm-hmm. I I don't know that God did speak to me then Shug mm-hmm. I I was so lost uh he maybe through people mm.
1: through people it was astounding you were praying yes at that time yeah you
0: know through people for sure mm-hmm. um because I didn't want to leave my my bed. Yeah. Um, I, I, I lucked out. I had, you know, I had a good roommate. I had two really good roommates that, that looked after me and to get me back, you know, going.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. So you're back and your son, Jaden, yeah. right, is with your mom in Iowa. And then what? Ohio. Ohio, yep. sorry. Okay. It, and what was like the turning point where you're like okay i'm gonna do my time and then i'm gonna get out and make a change was that then or was that the second time yeah, i was just gonna say there wasn't one okay <laughs> okay
2: there wasn't one so when you got out of you prison, got there you you just pretty much went back to your old ways Is that it correct? didn't take long
0: i you know was released to this um rrc which is now uh avivo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it was I wasn't allowed to go see Jaden. I had, you know, two more months or four months of supervised parole, so I couldn't leave to go see him. I went there. I tried the treatment thing. People were shooting up and doing drugs out of the building, and so I called my plug, and I'm like, "Well, if they're gonna make money, if people are doing this." Mm-hmm. I'm going to call and I'm going to get better stuff and I'm just going to make money. At least I can send it to my mom, which, mm-hmm. which I did, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't justify it. Um, I was selling drugs to people in treatment. I had people in treatment selling to drugs to people outside of treatment. Mm-hmm. And you know, two months later I was caught with over a pound, um, in South Minneapolis.
2: Wow. And is that how you ended up going back to shocky a second time?
0: Uh, it has something to do with it. I actually was caught, um, with another pound, you know, not even six months after that while I was, you know, fighting that case, which I could have probably won. Mm-hmm. But uh, I and I was caught, I got a domestic and I had a teener on me at the time. So I What's was a teener 1.7 grams. Mm-hmm. Now yeah.
2: I'm looking at this cute little face, you guys, we're, uh, we're mm-hmm. taping this. And so it's going to be on YouTube. Um, so please go on YouTube as well. If you like the show, um, you know, give us a, a thumbs up or subscribe so you don't miss them. Um, as well as you can listen to this to podcasts anywhere. Um, we're almost reaching the end of our first segment, and I've just got to ask you, Krista, would you stay for a second so we could find out all of the awesome stuff that God has done in your life since you left Shakopee Prison? Of course. Yeah. Good. Okay. <laughs> good. I'm glad. If she had said no, I got to go home. I'm like, okay. Well, we got. <laughs> I, I got to hear the rest of the story. The story is intriguing, and it it just it just speaks to my heart. So you were in prison, you had your child, you were released, you went to um, a halfway house, uh, you ended up, uh, is, or is it considered a rehab? That's considered a rehab, right?
0: It, it was supposed to be treatment, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was supposed okay. to be treatment. So you're
2: in there, you're dealing drugs, um, you get caught again. What did send you back to Shakopee a second time?
0: It was all of those cases, but the, the charges I was sent back was a first degree possession.
2: Okay. First degree possession. Okay, yeah. so now what are you thinking to yourself?
0: Well, I, you know, they wanted 110 months. I got 74. But at that time, I was thinking to myself, okay, well, um, I can either, I have two options. You know, I can go on the run or I, I can
2: deal with this. Okay, so hang on, friends. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about that comment that she just made. I can either go on the run or I can deal with this. Yeah. Let's hear at the next segment how God helped her deal with this. And so um, I'm just so thankful, Reagan Kramer, thank you for coming on with us and Crystal, God bless you. I'm so thankful that I have had not only the opportunity and the privilege to witness your life, but also to watch what God has done in it. Um, you've got to stay tuned for this just this victorious second half of the show. And we are right now in meeting with Crystal Hill Hoover and it's from Felon to Unstoppable Force for Good. And friends, if you have never said yes to Jesus Christ, you will not discover how powerful and impactful it is to have the life that God had intended for you. Jeremiah uh, speaks to this, and he says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. But you know, sometimes we can rebel, we can turn away, and not follow the path that God has for us. Stay tuned, ladies. I want you to make sure that you stay with us. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over in doubt.
0: out. Honestly, I want to What you want to say. The words out. Honestly, I want
2: to Hey, ladies. This is Shugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her crazy testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony how they received Christ in their life. This is Suge You know I love you. Over in doubt.